guys, it's BJ, and we are here again with lesson three of Teach Me How to Love You Better. Fresh off of a phenomenal conversation with Crystal Clear about support, this conversation is centered around expansion. The idea of a man being secure enough to be an accessory to her savvy, her finesse, and her business acumen as an independent woman. Knowing how to find position and placement in a woman's life, even when she seems to have it all. This lesson was taught to us by a great mind and friend by the name of Autumn Woodland, a woman with purpose who actually values her independence, but would very much like a man to purpose himself in his pursuit of her. She is a homeowner. She does not need to move in. She has her own financial means. She does not need your money. But what she does need is for any guy interested in her to look forward to expanding what she already has and finding a way to maximize the potential of a genuine partnership and relationship. Shouldn't we all be able to respect something like that? I think so. So ladies, support your sister. Fellas, you already know what time it is. Sit back and shut the hell up because Autumn has some things to share and I need to hear this. We need to hear this. Welcome to lesson three of Teach Me How to Love You Better. So today, ladies and gentlemen, I have someone I've been trying to record with for so long. And this goes a ways back. This is like almost a year, maybe two years ago when I realized that I was an extreme fan of this particular content creator. And she's very dope. And she's back on the scene with a brand new podcast called I Feel Seen. And I would like to introduce to some and represent to others that know her as Mrs. Autumn Woodland. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. That's, oh, that was such a lovely introduction. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I am super excited to have you and your perspective and all of the things good that come with you on this platform. It's been a minute since... I've been trying to get us together on an episode. Yeah, and that's that's I will accept the blame for that. <laughs> I <laughs> I've been busy and then I, you know, I will admit that sometimes just forgetful and don't always check. Yeah. <laughs> my You're just emails an adult. and I just I've got a lot of stuff going on and I thank you so much for being patient and understanding. Absolutely. <laughs> I've been um I've been watching and you know seeing all of the different things. You're now a homeowner. Congratulations on I that. Am. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so you're just you're just adulting, and I, you have, I have to respect that a lot, a whole 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 lot of adulting more than I would like to do, but that's a part of adulting. Sometimes you get more of it than you anticipated, and then you just right, have right. to go with it. <laughs> right. But thank you so much for making time for me because um, I really do want to incorporate a lot of different kinds of perspective when it comes to our women. And I think that you're going to really bring out some interesting points of view to this particular conversation. But for you listeners, this is Teach Me How to Love You Better, of course. And what this does is this is an open invitation for women to be as free, as vulnerable and as upset and bitter as they would like to be in terms of dealing with men. And what we're trying to do as men is take what we hear and learn from some of the 
comments, the insults, even some of the constructive criticisms that they may have, because I don't think that we're listening well. And because we're emotional in the process of trying to listen, we're confusing way too much when it comes to our women. And I think Autumn is going to help us a little bit. One of the reasons why I chose Autumn is because we used to have the small conversations on Twitter when it came to the the conflicts and battles with the sexes. Oh, I'm sorry. Just to cut in. I have a mm-hmm. very bratty fur baby who barks <laughs> and people who listen to the, you know, my, one of my podcasts, he just, he does that. And I've tried to block him out and keep him out of it the room. It is totally fine. But if it you is. do hear him, <laughs> I am so sorry. I'm trying my best <laughs> to keep him quiet and keep him away. <laughs> it is fine. It is totally fine. But we used to have like conversations about like the differences between men and women. And I've never experienced like an argumentative position from Autumn ever, you know, and um, it's refreshing for men to to be able to say some things, whether they be ignorant or introspective and still be respected for what you feel and just have a dialogue. So um, that's why I have you here. But to start the conversation What has been your experiences with dating or any type of relationship with men as of lately with all of what you have going on now? Okay, let's see. Um, Part of my experience is that there is little experience. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think, I mean, part of that is on me because um, as I get older, as I develop... Um, on my own and try to become the person I feel that my future partner deserves. I've developed more discernment and uh, I've, I think I've done a pretty good job at learning to spot red flags, at least red flags that resonate with me. So Mm -hmm. yeah, once you start really knowing what you want and what you deserve and you're able to see things and signs early on, you kind of start to weed people out or people weed themselves out. So right, right, right. there's, uh, you know, not a whole lot of dating going on, still open to it. Um, what I can say is that what I have noticed um, with some men is that what I mentioned about people weeding themselves out. Right, I've noticed right. that men will do that. They will, it's almost like they know that they're not ready. And when they meet a woman and they think, wow, like, okay, she, she's kind of maybe the real deal. Mm -hmm. I could see myself being in a serious relationship with her, but she's, she's not going to tolerate certain things from me. Maybe let me, maybe I'll just step back. And observe her and do the check-in every so often. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and know that, like, and hope that she'll still be available when I get get it together. That's something that I've experienced lately. And something that I've experienced with a lot of my dating life. I, I get a lot of dudes who, I won't say a lot, I take that back. But just, I get, you know, I've noticed that with men. It's the occasional phone call every three to six months or every year or so like oh hey you know how you doing what's yeah. going on i just want to see what you've been up to oh you married yet no no okay so that that kind of thing 
Wow. It's like, okay. all right, I know what you're up to. You like me, but you know I'm not gonna put up with your foolishness. So and you would rather keep us. You would rather keep things cool and make sure that there were we're still friends and on even keel. So in the event you are ready to do whatever you think would be necessary to be in a healthy relationship when that time does come you want to make sure that i'm still or any other woman is still open and receptive to uh you know giving you giving you or them or whatever you know giving guys a shot so yeah yeah that's what i've been noticing (laughs) and i see that often but what i begin to um like decipher from the actions of those men that do that is most of the times they are ready but they just haven't found a fit. And mm. usually when the fit is the compromise, it's almost to say, well, if she has all of this going on for herself or has this all in place for herself, why would she need me? Mm. And they're waiting for something to crash in the midst of your uprising or they're waiting for something to fall apart so that they can pull out their tools to fix it. Wow. That's, that's wow. what I that's what I gather from those moments when you meet those men who present themselves like they're ready, mm-hmm. but they stall out as they begin to accelerate or things begin to accelerate because it's almost like they're finding out that, OK, my skill set won't be of any use in this arrangement or in this relationship. Everything that they do good, you don't need. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And this is actually perfect because our small topic after we get your perspectives on what men need to do is actually dealing with this very thing. So we're getting ready to, to get into the most important part of the conversation where I ask you a question. Mm -hmm. And in the process of me asking this question, I am going to be completely silent while you're speaking. I will not interrupt rebuttal. Or any of the sort while you're telling me what men need to do in regards to this question. And I can't speak until you say, okay, BJ, you can speak now. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Women, women always love it when I say that. Like, <laughs> most, I mean, that's not something we're used to hearing. We're, you know, a lot of us are used to being interrupted or shut, you know, people shut us down. Not people, but, you know, men have a tendency to shut us down or check out <laughs> and right. it's like we know you checking out we know you're not listening right um so okay. <laughs> they always seem to that always seems to be the icebreaker it's like okay he's going to shut up and listen like this is great <laughs> so yes that is my position i am just going to let you speak get all of it out once you tell me i can talk again then i'll ask you some small questions about what you said and then we'll go into the small topic of this conversation okay So the question is, in what area or way, as a woman, do you feel a man could do better by women, but not for his own benefit, but more so the benefit of the women that he aspires to love? Hmm. Well, I would say that I don't even know if it works that way, because if you're aspiring to love a woman you gotta work on yourself and that's ultimately gonna benefit you which will benefit both and I think I want to go back to 
what you mentioned about men feeling like, okay, there's a woman and I'm interested in being with her and she seems like she has this together and that together and the things that I can offer, she doesn't seem to need. So I'm just gonna wait for her to have a moment where she has a breaking point and then I can come and step in. Um, I think I've kind of experienced that and seen that in certain men. Like I remember there was a guy I was kind of involved with and I really liked him and we were having a conversation and at one point in the conversation I was telling him about before I, I'm, I currently live in Baltimore. And I was telling him how before I moved to Baltimore, things were not that great. And I was unemployed and I didn't know what was gonna happen with my life. And getting the job opportunity I have now in Baltimore pretty much saved me. And as I was talking about how things were not really going well in my life, it was so strange. I could almost see his eyes light up. <laughs> it was almost like, oh, wait a minute. Because I said I was unemployed. And he was like, you were? And it almost seemed like there was a little bit of sparkle in his eyes. And I was just like, why does he? Like, I, I don't know if he was looking to, you know, find a part of me that wasn't, well, at least what he thought was so strong and together. Um, I don't know. So, I don't know. When it comes to men, I feel like, men a lot of times sell themselves short and like on us I think I may have said this before in different on different podcasts whether it's mine or others where like on a small scale it's really frustrating for women but then on a large scale it's really sad because a lot of times men feel like there's like this box of things they can do and things that they're capable of and it's like, well, if I can't do this for her, or if I can't do that for her, then I have no value when it comes to a relationship. And so what can I do as a man? So I really think men for the benefit of women and for themselves and just in general, like expand what you feel you can do to add benefit to a woman's life. If you want to be a part of her life and add benefit to the relationship like it's not all about you know providing it's not all about giving advice and a lot of times there are women who don't need you to provide financially there are women who don't need you to necessarily give advice like sometimes it's really about just saying hey I want to be in a relationship with you and looking at it as the perspective of Really being a partner and being a teammate and being a best friend and saying, hey, I know that you have this part of your life together. Maybe you are good financially and you don't need me to step up and provide for you financially. Maybe you have the career you want. Maybe, you know, you, you've got all these things together, but, you know, still being willing to provide emotional support. Because everybody needs that. You know, just doing little things like coming home and seeing, oh, she's had a really long day. She's been working hard. There's no food prepared. Let me cook something. Let me, you know, get the takeout. Or something as little as there's dishes in the sink. 
they need to be cleaned. There are staples in the home that need to be purchased. Nothing major, but like, dang, we out of milk. Let me go ahead and get the milk. Like, you know, she's got a lot going on, but I, it's been a minute since she's talked about getting an oil change. Let me go ahead and take care of the car stuff. Like just little things here and there to help. And then also looking at um, their own lives from a different perspective, as far as like, you know, I have areas in my life where I need to grow and you know maybe I should become more self-aware and my growth and becoming more self-aware will ultimately benefit our connection like just little things that you know men don't necessarily think of because I think men think of you know their place in a woman's life is kind of like this sweeping grand thing where they need to show up and be a superhero but Sometimes being a quote-unquote superhero, like, it just takes little things here and there that really stand out. Um, so, and I, I'm sorry if I'm rambling and I hope I'm answering the question, but really, uh, just in general, like, you can do things for yourself to improve and be self-aware and just kind of figure things out on your own that don't place any additional burdens on a woman's life that can really be helpful and in that way you're helping her and you're helping you because you are growing as a human being and a lot of times that's just what women want we don't want somebody to be perfect we just want somebody to keep developing and growing and being the best version of themselves that they can be and when it comes to that everybody wins so um I think that's it. So what's what's the phrase? Okay, BJ, you can talk now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that's it. it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope I no. made sense. I have a tendency to ramble, and then I'm like, "Oh, what was the question? I don't know. I'm just talking no. a lot." And okay, <laughs> so it was yeah. perfect. It okay. Was perfect. <laughs> and that's actually the um, premise for why I do this is because sometimes you don't always have the exact words to say when a question is posed but because you have the freedom and the space to get it all out it's easier for me to pick things out to ask you based on the open ends left on the questions and that creates a conversation okay like i think that the object of people believing that you have to be like well put together when these type of issues come in place is the reason why you can't hear because you're more or less looking for the expectations versus the dialogue and the possible growth that comes from the conversations that you're having. And for men, that's, de that's depressing because we are never put together. So when you say to us, okay, well, I would like for a man to have this, 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 and this, and of those things, it's only one thing he has of the five or six things you're naming. He's not going to want to talk to you anymore. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. if you already put the standards up and they're so high that they're unattainable for even him right. to fathom reaching. Now the conversation becomes pointless. He's not even interested in talking to you. And this is why this conversation is so important. So I let you get it all out, whether it makes sense or not. And I just ask you questions based on things that you said. And the interesting thing that I took from it, again, it, it plays directly into the small topic. But there was something I didn't consider 
which is for the woman who has it together. She's looking for expansion no matter what level she's on. As long as you can add something valuable to what she already has, that makes you valuable. So um, that's a beautiful thing to take us into the conversation, which was ultimately called the independent. I don't need a man woman. Right? <laughs> I don't think anybody needs a man. I don't think any man needs a woman. I don't think I mean, I just the, the word need I kind of struggle with because we're, okay. we're all fully capable of being self-sufficient. But even for someone who doesn't need, quote unquote, another person, when a person is a part of your life and they're adding benefit to your life, it's a beautiful thing. And mm -hmm. you, you, mm -hmm. it, you're open to it and you're accepting of it and you want it. It's, you know, sometimes I, mean, I have a friend and I was kind of impressed with what she said when she got married. Part of her vows to her husband were, I don't need you. <laughs> I don't need you. Mm. But I, I don't need you in my life, but I want you in my life. And I love you so much that I am open to, you know, making sacrifices and making you a part of my life because that's how important you are. So even for someone who doesn't necessarily need a person in their lives to like make their life whatever they feel it's supposed to be, Having someone there who's going to add value and just having someone there who you love, who's, you know, just an, an active partner mm -hmm. is always going to be valuable. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that's just how I look at it. Because I do. I see myself as someone who doesn't need a man in my life. My life is cool without a man in it. But at the same time, I'm open and I'm welcome to the opportunity of having a man in my life who's gonna add whatever, you know, a man who's fun, who makes life easier, or doesn't necessarily make life easier, but who's just like there and who's an excellent compa companion that I can bounce ideas off of. And, you know, a lot of times two people together who don't need each other are really great for each other. Cause it's like, look, I got it. You got it. We're great by ourselves, but together, like, yo, this is even doper. Like my empire is going to be so much bigger because you're in it and your empire is going to be so dope and we can have our separate empires and then we can do our own thing and build something completely different together. Um, yeah. I just think that that whole thought of collaboration is is dope and mm, mm, you don't okay. always you know you don't have to always fulfill a need you can just add to what's already there and mm, what you're mm. adding is just as beneficial um and that's just that's the way i look at it i mean there could be other people who you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you do look at life like, look, I I need a woman in my life to make things this way. Or I need a man in my life to make things that way. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. But if you are in a space where you don't feel like you need anyone, it doesn't mean that you don't want someone there. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that's almost better when a person doesn't need you. But it's like, I don't need you here, but I really want you here. Oh, It's like, yeah. dang, okay. Right. <laughs> what did I do? Cause you didn't even need me, but you still want me around. All right. 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 
I think what it becomes for men, and I can't speak for all of them, but I can definitely speak for myself. I know what it feels like to be empty. So mm. I think that the reason why the need is so strong for men is because nothing's been really deposited gotcha. in us in those moments. And it it makes us feel so many different things when a woman actually needs what figuratively we have to offer like mm-hmm. um i know what it feels like to um to need a man well no i don't personally know this is this is me speaking from experiences i know the difference between being needed for like a provision or a sense of protection versus like the the standards of what makes you a man it's like when she needs you to feel protected and to feel comforted versus when she just needs you to change the tire. It's like Mm. the reaction or the response is different. Like if you change the tire, it's like, well, that's what a man's supposed to do. But when a person decides that they need you for like much richer or much deeper connections, responsibilities, you are fulfilling, you're available. All of these different things come out of being needed. Uh, and we don't get to really experience it as much as we would like to. We're just changing tires and saying thank you. Mm, you know? Yeah, yeah, that makes that makes sense. And I do understand that there are, you know, women who, yeah, from their perspective, like, yeah, you're a man. Change the tires. Take out the trash. Right, take out the trash. That's what you're supposed you know, to do. Right. You're supposed to do all the dirty work. Get your hands dirty. And I'm... That... that that is definitely a thing, but there are also women in this world who we have to do all of that stuff. And there are a lot of men who feel like when they see a woman who has it in their minds, they assume that the woman has it together and she doesn't need anything. They assume she's got it covered and they don't step up. So there are a lot of women like that who don't have anyone in their life to change a tire. And they're like, well, I guess, you know, I got to do it myself or take it to the shop and pay for whatever service. Um, And I think that that happens a lot. I think there are so many men who just assume she doesn't need me. So I'm going to go find someone who needs me. When in actuality, she does need you. And I've had that happen to me where men have just off the bat looked at me and have said, you're really great. I like you, but I can't give you what you want and I can't give you what you deserve. So I don't think things are going to work out. And my first thought is like, he didn't even ask me. Right, he has right. no clue of what's missing. He's just looking and has this perception of who he thinks I am without even really taking an opportunity to get to know me and find out, you know, there could be an area of my life where you could really step up and shine and you know, make me look at you like, yo, like, I don't know how I would have gotten through this without you. Or I could have gotten through this without you, but man, you made it so much easier. I'm so happy that you're here. Right. But it's like, sometimes men, I hate to use the word intimidated, but I do think some men are intimidated by women who seemingly have it together. So they don't even want to try and they don't even know that they have something to offer. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to, um, you know, add and gain some perspective on that phrase. I don't need a man because ultimately when women say that, which for us, 
it seems like they're saying it now more than ever. Mm, and often, really? yeah. And often huh. when you hear it, we don't necessarily hear context. We typically hear like previous experiences or we hear like we almost hear the emotion behind what you're saying before we actually hear the words. And for most of us, um, whether we notice or not, we're not really hearing like bitterness or rejection. What we're hearing is fatigue. So mm. it, it's, you're saying exactly what um, I believe the issue really is. And I want women to know that if it is bitterness and rejection, that that's absolutely fine too. If those are your feelings, but as a man, I would still like to know how to love you, despite the fact that you don't need what I'm good at. I want to I want to like influence our men to step up, even in these moments where it seems like you don't have a place in her life because we're not fighting for women like they fight for us. You know, I agree. I agree. You know, it's a huge difference when um when she's standing there in her fighting stance and you're standing there looking back at her in the same stance, eventually you'll begin to see that it's not even worth fighting at all. Like you're prepared. You're both prepared for these next steps. You're mm-hmm. both in your stances prepared to meet each other exactly where we are. We're looking directly at each other with our gloves on and somewhere in between preparing your mind to go into a defense or go into an offense, you will begin to realize why are we fighting? Yeah. And that's something I've noticed a lot when it comes to conversations between men and women about relationships and specifically with black men and women. It's a lot of like battle of the sexes kind of thing. And that's Mm -hmm. so frustrating for me. Because I just, I don't think it's healthy to look at a potential relationship as something that you should be preparing to, like, protect and, like, fight. Like, that's just, like, already the problems are going to start because no one's ready to be open and vulnerable. Right, right. And that's, I think, something that makes relationships beautiful, where you are two people and you're just coming to each other very open and human and being honest about who you are and open about your strengths and open about your flaws. And it's just like, all right, well, we know that we have these things in common. We know we like each other. I think you're dope. I hope you think I'm dope. And let's just go from there. Like, what can I do? To make your life better. If it's not something that I'm really good at. I love you enough to try. And sometimes effort is enough. Sometimes if somebody's not necessarily good at something. But they're really like. Putting in the work. To get better at it. For you. I think that's endearing. And I don't know if how. I mean I sometimes I think a little differently. Than a lot of people. I don't know how other people look at it, but if there's a man in my life and he's not good at a particular thing, but he's working on developing whatever that characteristic or whatever is, because 
you know, he thinks it's gonna help me or the relationship. Like, I love that. Like, you don't have to be good at it. But I'm like, wow, like, you're really trying. Like, dang, you, you, you care. Okay. I like that. <laughs> it's a very fine line with that, though. Because yeah, it can be difficult. When you say, <laughs> when you say that you see a person trying, the average black woman looks at that as dating potential. And that's a red flag for women nowadays. Hmm. So when we when we look at potential and I've always been an advocate of actually dating, like entertaining potential, because um, it gives you a lot more to look into mm-hmm. in terms of being the independent woman who's looking for expansion, somebody to add some more value to what she already has. It's almost mm-hmm. that instance where you're dating a guy and he may not have a car or let's just say he still lives at home with his parents Mm -hmm. and you're dating him and you're just getting to know him and from the time you guys begin to date let's just say five to six months later your impression you know the the independence the the standards the the characteristics of everything that is within you impresses him so much that within the first five to six months of your dating he gets an apartment now of course it may not be a two-bedroom in a suburb it may just be a one-bedroom but what he did show you is you have an influence on me and i want to live up to your expectation Mm -hmm. but for most women dating potential always seems like a red flag because of the independence that so many of them already have while they're looking for love. And this is so important to um, talk about because kind of well, we're going to go into the first example of um, the independent context. The first example of context I would like to apply to this conversation is the possibility that she is communicating that without a man, she is still whole. Now, this is a totally different conversation than to say want or need. Mm-hmm. You know, because men for so long have been trying to take rights away from women and, you know, control women and oversee like we spoke on um, support, like taking off the supervision of a woman's ideals and all of these different things that men do in these relationships. So it's not to say that she doesn't need you, but what she may be communicating is that I'm still an entire person. Mm -hmm. And that's important, you know, um, because as men, when it comes to our provisions, sometimes it's easier for us to provide when we know a person is fragmented. Mm -hmm. And that is not the best way to support anybody. You know, um, I want to try to figure out a way to help men understand that when she's independent, that means that she doesn't need you to feel whole. That's not a negative thing. That's not always the way that we perceive it because we automatically assume that she's just a man hater. No, (laughs) that's never a negative thing. You want a woman who is whole. You want a woman who feels whole. Right, right. You want a woman who's, you know, feeling secure in who she is. Not to say that she doesn't have insecurities because everyone does. But that's the, like, I don't. I know not everyone sees it this way, but like, I don't want to be with a man who doesn't see himself as whole, who's not whole. Like, 
I feel like the ideal relationship, it should be two whole people coming together and making something even more beautiful than what they have separately. Mm-hmm. When you're looking for someone to fill a void or looking for someone to mend maybe a broken piece of you, like you're relying on another person. You're relying on something outside of you to make things right. And mm-hmm. that, that, that does not have, that, that tends to not, work out because things change people change and what happens when that person who you thought filled a void is now doing something else and now you're left with that part of you that you feel is broken like and we gotta heal ourselves we gotta focus on healing ourselves and being the best versions of ourselves we can be and that's when you really attract in my opinion the best fit for you right right um, the second example, which kind of goes into what you just said, um, I kind of want to use this hypothetical because for some people, you do have to know when you need somebody. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of times and in this particular conversation, the second example of context I would like to use is the possibility that she has never seen an example of how to need a man. Hmm. Right. You know, um. You know, the daddy's girl is mm. a woman who typically has her father wrapped around her finger so that she doesn't know how to deal with the men that won't allow her to wrap herself around his finger. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there are some men who, you know, have boundaries and true enough, whether you agree with them or not, um, they have them. And that doesn't necessarily mean that he doesn't respect you. He doesn't want you. But maybe that's just not what you're used to, because the only man that you see is your father who would give you anything, mm, you know, mm-hmm. and we don't really know how. And I'm just speaking for men. We don't ultimately know how detrimental it really is that your father gave you whatever you wanted, because I'm pretty sure there were moments when you didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and I've had this conversation with uh <laughs> some friends before yeah and I don't want to like criticize the daddy's girl group of women Mm -hmm. but just expecting someone to do everything for you you know just show up and you know you just kind of really never have to do anything for yourself and there are no boundaries it's just I want it I want to be taken care of come do this for me. Like, I don't know. I think honestly to me, that should be like more of a red flag for men to just be like, mm, this is not the one for me. Cause she oh. has unrealistic expectations about what a relationship is supposed to be. There's gotta be some compromise, some give and take like, yeah, your dad will do anything for you. Of course you're his daughter, but the man you're with is not your dad. Mm. He's your partner. Right, right. So you right. both got to be adults and you both got to show up for each other. You know, there's got to be some, I mean, all relationships are different. So people compromise in different ways. And what works for one relationship doesn't necessarily work for another. But like, if you're the kind of guy who sees that kind of daddy's girl behavior and is put off by it, like, look, I love you and I can do this, 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 and this. But 
I'm not about to drop everything just because you want something because that's what your dad did. To me, that's just like, I will tell a guy that I'm friends with in a heartbeat, like, "Mm -mm, no, no, she's not. She's not for you. (laughs) There's somebody out there for her, but you, you, because you're not compatible. Not even to like, you know, place judgment or criticize her approach to dating or yours, but it's very evident that you're not compatible. And chances are the guy is not going to turn into the man that her father is and not be what, you know, everything that she expects. And she's Mm. probably not going to be willing to change because that's what she's, that's how she's been getting treated her entire life. So she's going to expect it. So unless you see like a willingness to compromise, I think that's a red flag. Like, mm, nah, that's not, that's not her. That's not, that's not your woman. She's not necessarily the wrong. She's not necessarily doing anything wrong, but she's not the woman for you. If there's some kind of feeling of, Ooh, I was at work today and she got a flat tire (laughs) and I told her I couldn't make it because I had a meeting and she threw a tantrum. (laughs) That's a problem. (laughs) That's a problem. From my perspective, that's a problem. Yeah. I think that is, I mean, it's way, it's definitely ways around that. And um, I'm, I'm quite confident that um, as a man, he's not just going to say, oh, well, you're on your own. But maybe of it, may, not. it may be another provision. But um, exactly. Ultimately, it's refreshing to know that women or a woman can actually agree with us in the sense of it being OK for us not to accept certain things. Oh, for sure. To, for sure. Because I, yeah. it's, it's almost like when we say well no I ain't doing that or no I didn't want to do that it's almost like we're being ridiculed and I want men to understand that what you give is just a part of your responsibility it's not the entire focus or the you know the main thing that makes you a man but I have an even deeper question because um not so much that we need to concern ourselves with how we should be needed by women. Um, should men be more purposeful to women? Should be a good question to ask because is this the reason why she doesn't need us simply because we treat her as if she's not a part of our general purpose? Or maybe whenever we go through a downward spiral, it's like instead of us confiding and consoling one another, we'll typically go directly into the resources that we would need for the problems not necessarily looking at each other. So instantly a man goes to the grind. I'm in the streets getting the money. I'm getting the money. I'm getting the money. And you never really talk to this woman that knows how to bookkeep, that knows how to financially manage, to know how to, um, women definitely know how to reduce expense. They can put a full outfit together for $20. Oh, like, yes. This is <laughs> most definitely. Yeah, like this is a skill set and these are the things that I can honestly say we need women for. We need to learn how to be more resourceful and I think that women tend to have a more broader perspective in regards to resources and how to use them even though we run into these women that appear as gold diggers and they take us for granted. They're still of use if you just so happen to find the right one. So how would you suggest to a man when you encounter a woman like the needy daddy's girl or when you encounter the woman that may just have 
small request of men and she's not making them like plain. She might just want you to figure it out. Like, how do you go about giving men insight to how to pick the the best girl for you? We're not going to try to pick the perfect girl because there isn't one. But, right. no you know, pick anything. the best girl for you. How would you suggest a man go about that? Uh, it's I mean, a lot of times. Maybe men are afraid to ask questions, but just ask, just talk to her. If there's something that you want to know, don't just make assumptions. Everyone, I mean, human beings, uh, we all have similarities, but we're all still very different and we're all individuals. So just take each woman on an individual basis. And, you know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like you can gradually make progress in a relationship like it can just start out with like you know a nice conversation you're just kind of laughing and joking and going to movies or whatever and enjoying each other's company and then when you reach a point where you're feeling like okay I like her I think I want things to move forward I think I'd like to make progress but I do have these concerns you know maybe just in your own way ask her Mm. you know ask how you know Ask her what her past relationships were like. Ask her, you know, what the pain points were in her relationships. I mean, a lot of times women get into situations with men where we realize that we are always doing the talking when it comes to, you know, the getting to know you part. Because we're always asking the questions and men are doing a lot of the answering. You know, like when I struggle... On a date, because I, you know, I can be a very introverted person, and I don't like to be the one that carries a conversation. But I always know the perfect default to go to if I'm struggling with a conversation with a man. I'm like, just let me ask questions about himself, and he will just go on and on and on and on and on and on. And, on. and then times when I do want to interject and maybe say something about me, they're not always as uh, engaged. So just be engaged in the conversation listen to her just Mm. ask her find out what she wants and you know you may fumble around you may not ask question in the best way you may need to rephrase things if you know she's not necessarily picking up on what you're asking but like we're all just human beings trying to figure out this whole life thing and yeah I've said it before but really just ask what do you want? What do you need? What are you looking for? And if what she's looking for isn't something you can offer, at least you know. Mm -hmm. And I always tell men, um, especially when I have a few of my brothers call and they'll say, you know, like, I just can't believe she did me like this or whatever, Mm -hmm. or she said this or she done that. Um, One thing that I really want to impress upon men is whatever her answer is, that is not the outcome of your identity. Exactly. That's not. It is not. That's that has nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. It just means that she's on a completely different level of her life and you just don't meet or you haven't gotten to that level. And And she may. Yeah. She may just not even understand what she needs either. You know what I'm saying? And I, I really feel like this conversation is going to really help because 
men define themselves by rejection and by mm, all of the many that. all of the many instances where life and society and relationships and family and even church tells you that you just didn't meet the mark you just didn't reach the level that you're supposed to be on you know um and then it's like there's like things that's going on in like social settings like because there are cheaters mm -hmm. men who don't cheat can't say black men don't cheat you know what i'm I saying mean, everybody cheats men women like people that's just human nature right. people don't aren't faithful like that i mean obviously not everyone but that's just the nature of humanity right but as a man who knows in my heart that I haven't done such a thing, why can't I profess who I really am? You know, and it's mm -hmm. almost like mm -hmm. people are expecting their experiences to be accounted for by those that didn't commit them. And it's hard to mm -hmm. it's hard to establish your value to the very women that you're trying to be there for. If nobody can account for your good, all they're seeing is the bad of others. And that makes it hard for men to open up that makes it hard for men to receive what the goodness of the women that are still left of mm. the you know the pack of them that haven't been abused and neglected and all of those different things like it it leaves us at such a disadvantage and i want us to stop thinking that because we don't fit that means that we're defective like we're not that's just that one instance where you just didn't meet her expectation and you can move on and meet somebody who you will, you know, but for um, sure, for sure. And then, I mean, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but like with men, men, it's like they are hurt. They're rejected by one woman in like the 10th grade and they, <laughs> they're like, I'm done. I can't deal with this. And they're just like over it. And they don't even get anything get anything serious until they're like in their thirties or whatever. And women are often experiencing negative things in relationships. And unfortunately, a lot of women are abused, and whether mm -hmm. it's physical or emotional, sexual abuse, you know, that's sadly just a part of life when it comes to a woman. And we could do a whole other podcast on why that happens. Um. But regardless of what has happened to a person, man or woman, like once you become an adult, it's your responsibility to be patient and gentle and loving with yourself and work on healing yourself. So if you are a man and you've met a woman and maybe she's not receptive to what you're saying, you know, maybe you say, I've never cheated on a woman that I've been in a relationship with. I don't cheat. That's not what I do. Yeah, a lot of women will hear that and be like, okay, okay, whatever, whatever. I don't believe it. But if she's a good fit for you, she's going to at least give you a chance and kind of build that trust show slowly but surely. And if things are meant to be, yeah, I'm kind of like, and I kind of, I mean, I am like a spiritual person and I do believe if something is meant to be that eventually she will see the truth and see you for who you are. And if you, you know, want to take the time and be patient and wait for her to see who you see you for who you are, then, um, you know, I would recommend that a man definitely go forward with that. But if you feel like it's just a constant battle, 
that again, I feel like that's a red flag. And I, it makes me sad for like men and women where I feel like a lot of times we're like trying to get the other person to see us for who we are and get us, get the person to believe like I am who I say I am. But it's like, you do have to reach a point in your life where you are secure in who you are and you know who you are and you put forth, you know, whatever effort. But it's like, if the person won't receive it, that's not a reflection of you. That's whatever happens to be going on with them. And it's not, again, like I don't want to place judgment or say it's a negative thing, but that is a sign that at least at that moment in time, that is not your person. You need to be a person who is kind of matched with you, who maybe they have been hurt in the past, maybe they have had negative experiences, but they are in a space where they are open to allowing another person into their life and not, again, not diving in all out, trusting any and everything the person says, but just little by little building that trust because relationships, in my opinion, you know, they take time to develop. Mm. Some develop faster than others, but trust is not something that is just boom, you know, lump sum payment. It just, it happens gradually. And that, I mean, I think it's a beautiful thing because then you have you know, you reach a point in the relationship where you've been together for X amount of years and you have all this time to look back and be like, wow, I was concerned. And every time I was wrong, Yeah, yeah. you, you, you stepped up every time. And this is why we are where we are right now. And I was, I was wondering about you, but you, you got me convinced you've proven yourself. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. that's what um that's what and it's well this is a couple of guys I know we call that the back end. Now that ideal of whenever she questioned your validity or your positioning and you proved her wrong every time the gratuity comes in the back end. Like when you meet those women who come to the table with the reservations and every time you say something that doesn't reflect their experiences you get the side eye or the smirk or the smacking of the lips what you ultimately (laughs) have to do is you have to you know put your money where your mouth is in a sense you have to allow her to experience the very thing that you're saying you don't do so if you say that you don't cheat and she don't believe you everything that you go through to prevent you from cheating you have to make her experience So when she does something and you don't like it and you tell her why you don't like it and maybe the example you give her is an account from another woman, you be graphically detailed about why this is important to you so that she'll understand that he told me the bitter truth because ultimately if I can't tell you the truth, this is probably why I'll cheat. You know, you have to use like a tactical way of letting her know that Everything that you get from me is to prevent me from having to cheat. So I'm going to tell you the the hurts, the pains, the depressions, the everything. I'm going to give you everything. So when all is said and done, it's like, well, damn, why did he have to tell me this? Because if I couldn't tell you, I probably would have cheated on you. Yeah, and I would even look at it differently. I would say better yet, like, this is not why I'm cheating. This is why I'm leaving. 
because right, we don't need to right, be together. Right. Like right. it doesn't even need to get there. Because I'm a firm believer. I don't support cheating. I don't support any. Like cheating to me is like it's betrayal. Yeah, yeah it's it like you, it's better. To, it's better to leave than cheat. But I think for most yeah. men, what they experience is the reason why it's so common to cheat is because they didn't have the placements available to say those hard truths. They didn't have the opportunities to, to say why it is I am the way that I am. Because if I tell you, if I tell you that one of my hurt places is from a place of being madly in love with another woman, instead of ultimately hearing what I'm saying, in most cases, women will try to figure out if that love is still there. Because she's trying to protect herself from even what you're saying, hmm. you know, and it becomes difficult. I mean, it's it's moments where even in my current relationship, like um, to be in a relationship and tell a woman you have a lust issue. Hmm. That's hard. You know what I'm saying? Because hmm. naturally, when you think of lust, you think that, oh, he just obsesses over sexual encounters when no, it's a thought process It's things that arise in your spirit is moments that you've, you know, been introduced to certain things that you weren't ready for. It's not always a physical encounter, but to just say that you leave it for a person to assume what they want it to be. Mm. And we have to create the safe spaces to say these hard truths so that we won't continually mistreat and misuse one another. And we put more people in independent positions just solely based on the fact that all they can count on is themselves because nobody is doing enough sharing mm. in the relationship mm -hmm. you know so um the idea of being an independent woman is fine but i think the issues for men is so many of them because they're so independent they'll shut off mm. men they'll shut out men and they'll believe that there's nothing conducive that he has to contribute, which kind of leads me to um, the fourth context that I wanted to apply to the conversation. Um, I wanted to ask you, is it possible? And this is just a question. Mm -hmm. um, is it possible that women feel as though they do not need to have a reasoning to be who they want to be for themselves? That this independence is a lot more firm and, uncompromising i think they um i think with some certain women that i encounter um they feel like men want to control their partner's decisions based on our sense of insecurities we have um there was a conversation in episode one where um erica butler was saying that women deserve their own identity and maybe just so happen independence is a part of her identity she wants to be able to accomplish things on her own. Um, she wants to be able to establish the visions that she has for herself. But in this, a man kind of sitting on the sidelines, of course, doesn't necessarily see anything that he can contribute. So my question would be, do women know what it means to be independent in the sense of how a man thinks? And maybe this is the reason why it's hard for the man and the woman to communicate independence because we see independence totally different. You might be on your grind and you might be aggressive about your goals, but 
do you understand that this man is still asking to be there for you, even though he doesn't know how to communicate it? Yeah, I, that's kind of a tough question. It seems like it may be on a case by case basis. And I think it goes back to what I said about men do, I think men and women probably do have a different perspective when it comes to independence. But again, it's like, you just got to say what you mean. Just say, I want to be here for you. How can I do that? And if she's blindsided by it, maybe she just is like, okay, why is he even asking me? I mean, you know, because we're not used to we're not used to hearing that. I know I'm not. I'm not used to hearing men ask me what I want. They just assume they know and assume they can or can't do it, and then things go from there. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I think there's a just this. I think the big issue with so many issue the issue with so many relationships is that there's this lack of communication a lack of using our words and there's more of making assumptions and it's easy to do that especially the older you get because you have all these life experiences and you want to protect yourself but um you know and this is another thing that i've noticed um with a lot of women especially African-American women, black women, women of color in this country. I can't speak to what happens in other countries because I this is the only experience I know. But like, there's always been an expectation for me to be independent and to not need anybody. I don't even know how to operate any other way. I don't even honestly know how to ask for help. There's always an assumption that I don't need it, that I'm going to be fine, that I'm going to, you know, have everything together, things fall apart, I'm going to figure it out, and that's just what it's going to be. And I've honestly, like, in some dating situations, been, like, admonished by men because I have been vulnerable and have been like, I'm going through this, I'm going through that, you know, I need support. And the answer is, but you're a black woman. You're supposed to be stronger than that. And I'm just like, well, dang, like I am strong, but you're a person that I'm trying to be open and vulnerable with because I'm trying to establish connection with you. And you mm. treat me like the rest of the world. Right. Well, then fine. I'll just be independent with you and act like I don't need you either because I try to tell you that I do need you in some ways. And your first response is to be like, you all right. You should be. <laughs> I'm like, oh, mm. oh okay mm. then. Well, <laughs> there was that and then that could scar a person so like going forward they a woman might have one or two of those experiences and then she gets into another relationship um or is approaching getting into a relationship but she's thinking like i can't ever show weakness because the last guy i was with i tried to be vulnerable with him and he saw it as a flaw because black women are supposed to handle it all with a smile and be fine and it's not true. It's causing a lot of depression and anxiety and whatever else in our lives. Um, wow. So I think we just, we both of like men and women, we really got to just be more patient and kind and loving with each other if you do want to have something healthy. Um, and it's hard. It is definitely hard. And it, you know, it, you are taking a risk. But if you have encountered a person that means something to you or you think that, you know, it, what you have or what you think you could have can grow into something beautiful, 
you you have to at least try. And it takes yeah. two people. And if you're giving your all and you're putting your effort in and you're trying to be vulnerable and you're trying to do what you can to make it work and you want to know what's going to make the other person happy and you want to know what's going to make their lives e- easier and you know, you're doing your best to learn everything you can about them and you're not getting that back, then it's, you know, you probably got to walk away. But if you do see that there is an effort and you both care, um, you just keep going. It, yeah. You know, relationships are not always easy. Some people, I mean, I envy those people who just kind of got together and she's like, oh my gosh, I love you and we're BFFs and I don't know, we dated for like a few months and you're the one and I know it and boom, like I know people like that. And I'm just like, wow, okay, maybe I'll find my one like that. Yeah, <laughs> And that's yeah. beautiful, but that's not the experience that everyone has. I think most of us, you know, it takes more time, but... Mm-hmm. If you meet a person and you have an inkling that they're worth it and little by little they continue to show you that you're worth it, just keep going. Yeah. Um, And sometimes I think we fail to understand that people actually do have expertise in making heinous decisions. Oh, gosh, yes. Because you like we're human beings. We just we even when we know how to make like people are so great in every aspect of life except for relationships. Like, if someone asked me, like, oh, you know, your boy so-and-so, hook me up. Or your girl, she's beautiful and blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, look, I know that person as a friend. That person is amazing. I don't know what they're like when they date. They could be awful in relationships. Because, you know, because of the lives we all lead, there's not always a lot of room for love. Especially, like, when it comes to work and trying to make money and just trying to keep a roof over your head and food on the table. Like a lot of times you just don't have time to develop when it comes to a relationship. Right. Um, it's tough. The smartest, most brilliant people in the world make trash decisions when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. I think we're all guilty of it. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's tough. It can it be really, really, really tough. It really is. I think what I've um, gathered from what you're saying is, um, there's just some small differences in how we view things because there's moments when she wants to be self-sufficient, but a man wants to impress upon her that he has something to offer. Um, those two things are two totally different positions to be in, but they're still both very resourceful. Mm-hmm. And we just have to know how to be patient with the person that we're trying to be there for. Um, I think that Men desire all of their resources basically to possibly fit into some position with one with a woman. And sometimes the position that we're used to not being in is our focal point when we try to be with our partners. And we have to learn that everything that you have to offer is not always needed. And this is why women appear to be more independent, too. Because when she doesn't need something you have to offer, you feel like you have no purpose. And it's it's very confusing, I know, but (laughs) we have to learn that it's okay to not be needed for those things. That's how y'all are socialized. That's how you've kind of been trained to be from the beginning. That's why Yeah. Like when I talk to men, I'm I like guys that I'm friends with, I always say it. I'm like, I feel bad because there's this tiny box of who and what a man is supposed to be and y'all don't even always really know who you are because you've just been given this box and you got to stay in that box and mm-hmm. that's it and you you don't even 
the world doesn't give you space to develop in different areas. And because of that, you don't give your space to develop in different areas. Because even if you wanted to, you're going to hear mess from men in your family, your friends. And it's just, it's a lot. So it's, I mean, it's sad because it's like this whole concept of masculinity and patriarchy and stuff. It just, it hurts everyone. It It doesn't just hurt women. It hurts men. It does. And it hurts men. Um, And I know that this is not something that we often hear, but it hurts men so much more than we actually attempt to hurt women with it. Because the problem is, is that women are and have always been our absolute best resource when it came to any level we try to reach and attain. They have always been our biggest supporter um they've always been our backbones they've always been our second set of eyes it's always been something that they add to um our manhood and our validity and we haven't yet i guess conceived it in such a way and part of the reason why that is is because that box that we try to fit in the box is so small that even Mm -hmm. the context behind the things that we live by can't fit in this box either. Right. It is so many different positions that we all face and that we are all in as men. And we're trying to not only fit the concepts in this small box, but then also fit ourselves into the box as well. And it's already too full to even encompass us all as men. We feel different. We hurt different men cry different. You know, Mm -hmm. like men think that when you shed a physical tear, that's that's the extent of crying. But like crying means that you're just asking obnoxiously for something to change. You know, Mm. this is why you this is why you don't identify with emotions, because you think that crying only exists in one capacity. Like you're crying out for help. You're crying out for love. You're crying out for so many things. But because you haven't shed a tear, you mm-hmm. think you're not crying. And, and we see it. We know what has happened. It. We know right. what's happening. And a lot of times our frustrations, like when a woman is frustrated with a man, I can only speak for myself, but I'm sure there are a lot of women who agree with me. It's because we want better for you we know that you're capable of changing we know that you're capable of developing we we know what you're capable of doing Mm -hmm. and it's just like oh you don't like you don't even know you can do it why is it that you don't like i know you can do it but you don't right right and it gets yeah it can be very frustrating i really feel like with most women i know when women vent about men it's coming from a place of like, oh, I know you could get it together. Why won't you just do it? And sometimes, I mean, I don't know. But I, this is something I'm good for saying to guys. I'm like, look, if there was money involved, you'd change. <laughs> so why is it that you won't change for you? Yeah. Why would yeah. you won't change? For, why is it that you won't change for somebody you love? Yeah. If you're if your employer, somebody who's giving you a check would say these are the things you need to improve upon, you will figure it out. So figure it out for yourself. 
Don't even think about other people. Like, make you number one. Figure it out for yourself because it'll definitely make your life better. Um, but it's, I mean, if there's so much going against you, you know, when I say you, I mean men. There's so much going against all of us. And it's just, it's tough. But I would really encourage men to, like, just be reflective and more self-aware. Care less about what your friends think care less about, you know, the expectations that people place upon you when it comes to what masculinity is and what it is to be a man. And just think about like, who do you want to be? Not who Mm. do you want to be as a man? Just like, what kind of person do you want to be? Right. That's an excellent question. Yeah. That's an excellent question. Wow. We've, I think we got through my whole outline. I really oh, do. yay. <laughs> that was excellent. Yeah, we definitely did. Everything that I intended to ask has been cool. pretty much touched upon. But um, thank you so much for adding your perspective. I knew that this was something great to talk about because of many reasons. I know that the opinions that you would technically have is always going to be thought out. And I kind of know who to go to when I need thought provoking conversation. So um, you definitely came to mind with this conversation. And I really feel like what you stated wasn't, wasn't just pertaining to how men can do better by women. It was refreshing to hear that you care about how men can be better for themselves. So Mm -hmm. This is going to be a awesome learning lesson. So uh, thank you. But I have one last question. This is how I typically close out the show. And one word. Tell me what is it that women need now from men more than anything? Hmm. Oh, wow. You ask a lawyer to sum something up in one word. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to say. Uh understanding Mm. yeah i think that's all encompassing like just pay attention and understand try understand understanding look to yeah try to make sure that the person that you're with is feeling heard and understood so yeah understanding all right i'm lucky because we've had quite a few episodes and we've never got the same answer whenever i asked the ending question so um, we're going to follow up with the next queen that is going to grace this platform. And we're going to see how she thinks understanding plays a significant part in men when they want to play positions for women. This has concluded. Teach me how to love you better. But before we go, we're going to let Autumn give all of her information, take a few minutes to give some promo for all of what she has going on in her social media so that you can follow this amazing, dope content creator. Go ahead and give your information, please. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Um, so uh, as BJ mentioned before, I had a podcast that's on you know, a very long hiatus. We got the jazz. <laughs> <laughs> there are some episodes still available, so you can check that out. I do have a new podcast with my amazing friend, Nia, and it's called I Feel Seen, where we review movies and try to help people figure out how to navigate Netflix and some other platforms. And you can follow us on social media, media on Twitter and Instagram at feel seen. 
Um, as far as my stuff, what? I'm Autumn Woodland on Twitter, Autumn underscore Woodland on Instagram, and Autumn Woodland Art also, because um, somehow I managed to develop a, a, I don't know, a burgeoning career as a self-taught <laughs> abstract artist. <laughs> so I've Which got is my, dope. <laughs> I've got my art page, and I'm actually doing my first um it's not my art showcase but i'm taking part in an art showcase in that is baltimore on june 26th through uh an organization called raw artists and i'm accepting donations so if you want to come to my social media and click on the link to submit to my gofundme (laughs) to help me prepare and get art supplies for a couple of new works I want to put together and, you know, all that uh, you can. And if you just want to send me some loving, supportive vibes, I welcome that as well. All that is helpful. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's that's where you can find me. That's what I have going on. And again, like, thank you so much for even, like, thinking of me to do this, BJ. Absolutely. I'm really happy that we could coordinate. I'm happy that I could participate in this show this is i mean this is great i love this idea Thank um you so much. the production is awesome i've listened to a couple of episodes i'm like oh <laughs> okay, BJ, yes. <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean i've talked to you before about how you wanted to do different things when it comes to podcasting because a lot of times you know not everybody does the same thing but people kind of do their own variation of things that are yeah. similar. And I remember yeah. you expressing that you wanted to do something very different. So I love that you, you're you doing it. Yeah. You're doing it. And it's good. The production value is good and the content is great. So I really appreciate that. I'm I happy really, for you. I really try my hardest to, you know, make contributions, at least positive contributions to what yeah. we do. So um the the response has been great. The women have been very receptive. Um I have so much to look forward to with the, you know, scheduled women that are coming and then the ones I already know that I have. So it's really good and um I just want to add value to how women see men, you know, going about trying to learn them and support them and stuff like that. So this is the perfect thing for me. And I'm just enjoying the process as it comes along. So thank you so much for, you know, listening and thank you listeners for um, participating in this process as well. Again, um, follow Autumn and everything that she's doing. Definitely go to her social media to support her art expo and all of the different things that she would need to um, create a bigger and better name for herself. And then also the podcast, I feel seen is um fairly new so you're yeah. not behind you can not actually... at all we only three is it three four we're four episodes in right so there's not a lot of catching up to do i can tell you the movies we've reviewed what do we do we did i'm in love with a church girl <laughs> a movie yeah, called that... polar we did acrimony and the most recent episode was this movie this movie was crazy let me have to tell you i don't like to say crazy that's ableist um it was it was a lot. It's called White Girl. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it was. Um, it's on Netflix. It was. It was very entertaining for me and captivating. So yeah, if you're interested, go 
check that out and we got more episodes coming for you and we're excited about it absolutely so i'm going to definitely do all of the publications for this episode and link everything that you're doing in those posts so you're going to definitely see um just about every way that you can contact her on my particular platform if you guys just so happen to stumble across this show and do not follow me you can follow me at dergo bj that's d-e-r-g-o-b-j on twitter and then the subject change is the page that i use on instagram so i'm definitely going to post all of this information and link you guys to autumn and her show and her art so again this has concluded teach me how to love you better i'll see you guys in two weeks peace and blessings